When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Destination Debbie is proud to bring to you its Dynasty Tag Team Champions of the World, the McNutted Michael Crystal, the ATM Adam McFerrin, the 4D Chess Podcast. And of course, if you're not down with that, we've got two words for you. Welcome back into another episode of the 4D Chess Dynasty Podcast. As always, I'm your host, McNutty. You can find me on Twitter at Iowa Michael. And rocking with me as always, my buddy. I love him. I hate him. I mostly love him. Adam's in the building. You can find him on Twitter at ATM4D Chess. What's going on tonight, Adam? Mike, what's going on, man? We got a uh, couple days here. We're getting excited. I hope if if you're with us here, you have to be excited. Have got to be excited, man. Two days till the draft. We're doing this on Tuesday, a day earlier than we normally are. So by the time you hear this, the first round will have happened. But we are really excited for the NFL draft coming up. Uh, we are doing this on Tuesday because, just like last week, we have a special guest. Our man Gene, Eugene, from Off the Line Fantasy Podcast. You can find him on the Destination Debbie Radio Network along with his co-host, Ike. But just tonight, one half of the Off the Line podcast. Gene is in the house, and make sure you are following him on Twitter at Fantasy Genes. What's going on, Gene? How we doing, man? We're good. We're good over here. You know, I appreciate y'all having me on. You know, I know we're going to have a good time. If it's anything like we are in the discords, for sure, the Discord uh, chats for sure. So, you know, I'm ready to, you know, chop it up, talk draft a little bit. You know, anything else that y'all come off the wall, I'm ready for. Hell yeah. Well, we keep talking about getting on each other's podcasts and getting together. So let's stop talking. Let's actually do it. We can get it done. <laughs> I know. Finally. About time. Feels good. Feels good. Yeah, it does feel good. I got, like, we got y'all coming up, coming up soon enough. So don't worry. Just be ready when we send, send a message to you. I'm oh, ready. We'll be to, ready. 
I'm ready to dive into the Eagles, right? I'm ready for the <laughs> Eagles talk. You with that Cowboys banner in the background? I'm ready. To oh yeah, that. yeah. You know, had, had you had the had to see what we how we what we working with. I know the last time has been a, a you see that 1995 has been a long time, but hopefully. Hopefully, I can pencil in something soon enough. <laughs> As you see, the banner that I have, we, there's no Super Bowls over here. So, you know, you just, I, I'll take 95. I, I would take that, you know. Adam, the uh, resident Cleveland Browns fan, just always, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. I don't even think you make bridesmaid most of the time, right? Oh, man. Don't slander Damn. us too bad. And, and you know what, man? We don't even have a first round pick. <laughs> hey, it's well, well worth it. Oh my gosh, yes, it is well worth it. It's going to be a different draft for me this year. I'm excited. Well, like Adam mentioned, y'all be listening to this podcast Friday morning at the earliest. So the first round will have already happened. What better way than let's get some draft bold predictions out there in the space. So when you tap in, the first thing you listen to, you're going to find out whether we hit it or whether we're very bad at our jobs. Very bad at our jobs. We'll start with our guest first. Gene, what is one bold NFL draft take? And it could be anything fantasy related or not fantasy related that you have that you think may possibly come through. Hmm. Well, hopefully this is bold, but uh, like we said off air, I, I believe that Atlanta is going to take Malik Willis, first quarterback off the board at pick number eight. The, the reason why I feel this way, I know we've heard uh, the owner talk about or people around the owner talked about how they, you know, they treated Mike Vick so well whenever he was there. He shows love to his quarterbacks. If you've seen with Matt Ryan, he always got paid on time. And, you know, they're, they're rebuilding. I know we see Marcus Mariota. We're hoping that he, you know, finds some renaissance and becomes the player that he's never been before, which won't happen. So, they, they're going to need somebody to you know take them into a new era, and I believe that Malik Willis is that quarterback for them. And then on top of that, um, if for whatever note you want to take this for, uh, Atlanta, I know a lot of people thinking that they're going to take a wide receiver first, uh, specifically Garrett Wilson. Uh, I know there was a tweet out, I forgot who it was from, um, uh, his name, uh, uh, Amaze Hayes underscore. He put out the the visits of each team and per position. And if you look at that tweet, he uh, put the quarterbacks in. You can see Atlanta visited Malik twice. They visited Corral twice and they visit Pickett once and Howell once. And then if you look at the wide receivers, they only visited four wide receivers. They visited Traylon once, Alave once, Jamison once, and London once. No, no Garrett Wilson at all. So my... My decision, I think they just take they take Malik, first quarterback off the board, number oh, eight to Atlanta. I like it. Your first bold take. I will go next, and we'll just piggyback off that one because my bold take for the draft is that four, four quarterbacks go. Yeah, I, I knew I knew he had to come and do it first because that was the exact <laughs> hot, that was the exact hot take I had. Four. Oh my goodness. Hey, right, go ahead. You, you know tell what, us. You, you tell what, us why. You know what's, Please, you know what's funny is that I had. That next, I had that we're gonna see the over. To, they have the betting over at two and a half. I actually had four in my notes, so go four. ahead, let's hear it. <laughs> Off the line and four D getting but, four quarterbacks. I do, I do, I do like the Malik to Atlanta, and I think that at least for me, when I was thinking of my bold tank in my head while 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 Gene was speaking about it, I think 
Malik to Atlanta is bold in itself because I'll expound on my four quarterbacks in the first round. I think the first one comes off the board somewhere between five and six, maybe a trade-up situation, but at worst, I think Malik Willis ends up at Carolina at worst at six, which also gives me Sam Howell in the first round and in the top 10. Malik at six, Sam Howell at nine, and then we have Kenny Pickett, maybe Matt Corral as that third quarterback in the top 10. And then the fourth one, the fourth one, worst case scenario, falls to Pittsburgh at 20. So that was my my four quarterbacks. So let's get a little bit spicier on just the four quarterbacks. I'll expound on it. Three of them are going to go in the top 10 with the fourth one coming somewhere in that teens range to 20, somewhere around there. So there's my hot take, Adam. You can expound upon yours now. You can go first since I stole your thunder with the four TVs. Man, I, I honestly think that there's still a scenario where there's five, but I, I'm trying to be the middle of hot takey because four is hot takey, right? Like right now yes. I'm seeing mocks left and right that are telling me that only one or two are going to go. Yeah, yeah, hell, three quarterbacks might be yeah. If I said three, you're like, oh, come on. Four? I, I yeah. think there's still a chance that there's five. I mean, you, you, I still think that Ritter could end up going. You know, Gene just hit on how Atlanta visited him. Like, how many teams we talked about are so desperate for quarterback? I think that I could honestly see a scenario where four go in the top first 15 picks. Ooh. Four in the top 15. I like it. Hey, I, yeah, do, yeah, I, yeah. I am with you, man. I do think that there's a good possibility that maybe we see five. And I think that fifth one's going to be somewhere in the back half of the first round where somebody just Correct. trades up. I know there's been talk about the uh, the fifth-year option ain't what it is. Right? Oh, you know, you see these quarterbacks. If, if they know by year four whether or not this guy's the guy. Well, yeah, that's great and all. And, and they will get the contracts then. But what happens if you wait and take one of these guys at round two or round three and they're on a four-year contract and then you figure out that they're the guy? Like uh, Jalen Hurts is a prime example. Like his situation is uncertain, but if Jalen Hurts comes out and plays lights out this year and shows Philadelphia that he's the quarterback of the future and takes a big leap forward, now his contract that they have to pay him just got moved up an entire year where they don't have that yep. that luxury of that fifth year right now. Yep. Now they're in franchise tag territory immediately. Right. And, and instead of being able to ride out that long window that we've all come to know and love with, with Super Bowl winning quarterbacks generally being on rookie contracts where you can afford to put so much talent around them, now that window's got moved up by another year, which is, is brutal for some of these GMs trying to manufacture recreate that same success so i i'm with you with the five qbs i think it's a still real possibility and the overall sentiment like you were mentioning talking about the way mock drafts and the way the twitter space is right just saying two or three quarterbacks is almost too hot takey at this point so yeah (laughs) hey we went out there we're either gonna look like geniuses if there's four or five quarterbacks going in the first round or they'll be like oh i'm sorry i was off the mark but we don't call these lukewarm takes we call call them them bold takes takes. and we we've done our fair share of clowning all these mocks that say 20s the first quarterback so if we get to pick 18 and there's no quarterbacks off the board, I'm okay looking like clown, but I don't think that's still happening. No way. Gene, second hot take. You got a second one for us? 
Yes, my second one is I think Washington spends a second round pick on a running back. I know a lot of people, I know we've talked about, <laughs> we've talked about teams not winning to spend, you know, your first round draft capital. Then we look at Washington, they got Antonio Gibson. And I know everybody in the dynasty community, we're just hoping that, you know, this is the year because last year was supposed to be the year because of Mike Rivera and I mean, Ron Rivera. And he, he let us down with, with the JD McKissick experience. Then he brings them back again. And I don't know. It just, it just feels like they don't trust them for whatever reason. And I think they spend that, that draft capital. The first is the new set. The second is the new first for running back. And they go and get a, a, a running back of, you know, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, you know, maybe even Brian Robinson, you know, just is going to be, yeah, it's going to be somebody, it's going to be somebody in that second round and we're going to be pissed. Whoever owns Antonio Gibson. Oh, can Man, you Carson yeah. Wentz is the savior and they take a <laughs> running back in round two. I, what are we getting a new GM for? Who, what are we doing? Oh my god. Gosh, I, I would that, that would that would be something that hurts me on the inside. Not even I mean, obviously my dynasty shares would take a hit, but yeah, man, that would be ugly for me. Yeah, and on on further note, I did hear that Ron Rivera, whenever a player comes and visits them, there's a good chance that he drafts them. And on this chart, this uh tweet, he visited the the top four running backs of this class, all went to, to the commanders for a visit. So Spiller, Ooh. Robinson, Hall. Walker, they all went. So, be get ready. We might we might see one of them get drafted day two. I don't know if y'all can hear the noise in the background, but that's the ambulance on the way to take me to the hospital <laughs> because my heart just broke into a billion pieces with that <laughs> all the Antonio Gibson hype and love and all the shares that I have across from across multiple leagues. That would be absolutely devastating for me. I'd fall out of my chair on draft night. I swear if that happened, but. <laughs> Hey, the writing is 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 on the wall, is it? Is it not? It is. It is there. You talk about that draft chart and the visits. Not a great, not great, Bob. <laughs> not great. <laughs> I will. I will stick with the running back for my second bold take. We get a running back in round one, and that running hmm. back is Brees Hall to the Buffalo Bills. Hmm. I think that would absolutely break fantasy Twitter. It would it would break fantasy Twitter to get the running back that everyone wants in this class to the team that everyone wants to have a superstar running back on that offense. So Brees Hall, end of the first, Bills go, we're gonna make a luxury pick, but we're not gonna make the same mistake that Kansas City made a few years ago and take a small, undersized, slow pass catching back. We're gonna take the beast that is Brees Hall in round one. Adam, hit me with number two. Well, Dynasty Degenerates, Mike and I basically think the exact same way because this is close to him taking my second one. But let me raise you, sir. Two running backs go in the first round. Oh. And the Bills, you guys remember last year when Urban Meyer, he, he missed out on Kadarius Tony and he just freaked out? Right? Yeah. The Arizona Cardinals take Brees Hall. And the Bills really wanted a running back, and they decide they're going to take Kenneth Walker. Oh, that would be spicy. 
Could you imagine what it's going to do to the fantasy community? Arizona's a great landing spot. But if Kenneth Walker were to go to the Bills, are we going to have conversations about Kenny Walker being the 101 in Dynasty for your rookie drafts instead of Brees Hall? Realistic you, ones? You, I don't know that you should, but you will. I'll say that. Like You, you, you will. There, there will be a lot of excitement behind Kenneth Walker if that's what? the case. What would you be doing, Gene, in that situation? You're on the clock with the 101, and this scenario happens. Kenny Walker to the Bills, but Brees Hall also gets round one draft capital to the Cardinals. Are you still sticking with Brees, or is there a part of you who goes, hey, Kenneth Walker, baby? Hey, um, I think you got to have serious conversations. If you really look at that Arizona, how they've they've used that backfield, I mean, you just signed – you just signed – Connor to a three-year deal, two-year guaranteed money. So I don't think they're just going to – I don't – there's no way that – unless unless Brees just outplays him, like there's just dusted him, then I'm not sure how usable Brees is outside of, you know, pass catching duties at least that first year. And it also depends on you as a, dra- as a dynasty owner. Do you want something right – do you want that immediate impact now? I know it's tough when you when you spend that capital one on one. You expect you pretend, you generally you expect that person to go, come in your lineup and do work right away. You're potentially going to have somebody that's going to be just pass pass catching duties, and that's it for the first year. If uh, James Conner doesn't get hurt, comparably to you know somebody like Kenneth Walker, where he's at least getting first and second down work, you know he's going to be on the field for that, and he's going to be a goal line goal line back too. Uh, on top of that. The only downside of that is that you know Josh Allen is going to be, you know, he's going to get carries. So, I, I I think you have a serious conversation. Ugh, damn, um, tough, ain't ooh, it? Yeah, it is tough. I know it. Yeah, it's tough. I I I want to say that I would lean Walker because I want that immediate. Like I know he's going to be on the field for the primetime downs. The downs that you know you're gonna in the in the situations where you're gonna get most you could potentially get most of your fantasy points from. So I wanna I wanna lean Walker if that happens. We could just add in my initial scenario. Malik Willis, QB one off the board to Carolina. Would that mm. change it at all for you? Mm. Malik Willis at six, Brees at twenty three at Arizona, and we got Kenneth Walker at twenty five, the Buffalo Bills. It's a big three. There's a big three all of a sudden. Suddenly, yeah. the class doesn't stink anymore, does it? <laughs> 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 Suddenly, it's as if the 22 class has a couple or maybe three good players. Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, ooh, um, does Malik get into 101 for you, or are you still going with a with, uh, running back there? I, I'm gonna take Malik because of the the value on it on his own. I know I know y'all talk about value. Y'all love quarterbacks. I'm I'm pretty much in the same boat. I I can't miss on the potential. If I even if I don't like him, there's at least somebody in my league that's gonna be like, all right, cool. I want I'm a, I want Malik because Sam Darnold isn't gonna stop him from getting on the field before week four. So let me get that. All right, cool. Let me get at least two firsts from you. Thank you. Let's get it done. I think that is one thing to, to keep in mind, too, just kind of how I look at it, if that scenario actually did happen. I think what boosts – Brees Hall has a, a great profile, tested well. 
kind of became the consensus 101. Next in line was Malik, just because of that rushing yep. floor at the QB. He does have an elite ceiling. If if everything comes together for him, he has some amazing tools to be a great fantasy producer at the quarterback position and an actual NFL quarterback. And Kenny Kenny Walker is just he's solid. He's very solid at the running back. So those those were always the kind of top three that have formed. I think the one thing to always keep in mind is, in my opinion, one of the things that's kind of been suppressing Malik's value is just the general sentiment on the quarterback class as a whole and the uncertainty about draft capital. But if you could guarantee Malik as a damn near top five selection in the NFL draft of the quarterback position to a good situation with lots of weapons in Carolina, I really see a very strong correlation about that could propel him to the 101 even over a Brees Hall or in your situation, like you had mentioned in that scenario, Adam, a Kenny Walker, if he was to go in the first round of the Bills. It's like, yeah. man, now that I know for a fact the NFL, there's a team out there that values Malik Willis as damn near a top five selection. I'm in. I'm in. The questions are gone. Let's see how he develops. Yeah. And because it's a lot of these are super flex leagues, man. The quarterbacks are always going to hold value unless not even unless even if you tank. Even if you're Zach Wilson or uninspiring like Justin Fields or don't play hardly at all like a Trey Lance, you still see where those guys are getting drafted this year. So I'm with you, man. I would I would very strongly be considering Malik Willis. It would be team build dependent, but just say in a world where everything was equal, man, Malik Willis 101. Let's make it happen. I love this. This is some good, good bull takes. I, I like what uh, you kind of touched on there, and that is that him going to Carolina at six, there's no incumbent quarterback there that gets in his way of kind of like Gene was talking about earlier, the immediate impact he can have on your team now all of a sudden, right? If he goes somewhere where there's a quarterback, even if it's not one that's awesome, that is slated to be maybe the starter for half the season or the full season, that has an issue. If you're wanting to take Malik Wilson, you need something right now. Where if Malik Willis goes to Carolina, he's going to play right away. And then on top of that, you're going to have the fact that DJ Moore is there. Christian McCaffrey is going to be back. There's going to be a lot of this discussion that Malik Willis is surrounded with talent. He's going to be the starter right away. And because of those things, I think that you're going to have a lot of Malik Willis hype. Not that there isn't now, but I think he, he could jump potentially a full round or half a round in ADP, I would say, in startups too, Mike. I like it. I like it. Gene, did you have a, a third take, a third bold take? Um, my third one, um, I don't think Aiden Hudson goes top three. I think he, I think he falls like around five, six, seven area. Um, I, for me, for me, I just believe Trey, uh, Trayvon Walker and Kevon Thibodeau. I think they're, they're better. They're better fits in the NFL. I think a lot of these coaches, again, when you look at somebody like Malik, they just see the athletic ability. He's like, hey, I can coach him up to be an all-pro. That's just, everybody thinks they're just so overconfident about their their coaching. I just think that, you know, even the first pick, you know, Trent Balky, he he likes anybody that has long-ass arms. Trayvon's arms are longer than Aiden Hutchinson's. And then I think at two, I mean, there's a chance that Aiden goes at two because, you know, Dan Campbell, you know, Aiden's from Michigan. 
he wants somebody that's rugged and all this other stuff. That's cool, whatever. But uh, again, I just think Thibodeau, in terms of that just pure athletic ability, I think he can he'd be more of a game changer than than Aiden, in my opinion. And then plus, they spent their first their first round draft pick on that Oregon uh, on Penny Sewell. So why don't they just double back and go get another another Oregon guy? So that's my that's my third hot take. I'm like with it. you. On, I'm with you on that, and I really don't think that should be a hot take. I think that should be pretty, pretty standard, to be honest. Because when I look at it from the defensive side of the ball, right? We we play dynasty football, so we're usually concerned with just the offensive side. But as a football fan as a whole, the NFL does have this infatuation with upside, with what what they could become, and. I don't think there's a higher defensive end upside in the entire draft other than Kayvon Thibodeau, who yeah. I think is getting shit on for dumb reasons. Absolutely dumb, dumb reasons. He is a freak of an athlete, a freak of a talent. I think he needs to be the 101. But if that doesn't happen, the next guy is Trayvon Walker that I would want. That's the next guy at that, that edge rusher position who I think – warrants a 101 pick or a top three pick and i think you're absolutely right gene there is a realistic scenario i think hutchinson does fall out of the top five because maybe at three you get a tackle off the board right because there are two very high-end offensive tackles that i would want on my team for the same exact reason that i want upside at defensive end i want them stalwart plug and play for the next 10 15 year left tackles where i don't have to worry about them anymore and I think that's Icom, and that's definitely Evan Neal are those guys that I want. So, man, if, if those four guys go, Hutchison at five. Hutchison at five could very well happen. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Adam, what do you think about that one? I, I totally agree with you guys. I mean, I'm so curious about how, because there's such a big narrative that, I mean, and there are. There's some really good defensive players in this class, and I'm so curious how, the NFL tells us that they value some of these guys so highly, um, despite there's this narrative that there's so much not elite upside at an offense, but there's just certain positions that stand out no matter what the talent is. So I'm, I'm very curious to see how these top 10 picks go, Mike. I really, really am. All right. Well, my final bold prediction for the Uh-oh. NFL draft. Uh-oh. <laughs> And I don't know how bold it is, but Traylon Burks falls past Dallas, past Dallas to the Tennessee Titans. Mm. Hmm. I know that I know the race sentiment is Jerry Jones, Arkansas. They need a receiver. They take Traylon. I think they go a different route, and Traylon just keeps slipping down the board. And the Tennessee Titans get to scoop up Traylon Burks, and they get to hmm. pair him with A.J. Brown, and they get everything that they wanted when they were trading for Julio last year. Yeah. <laughs> they get that compliment. They get that extra weapon for Ryan Tannehill to make that offense go. So Traylon falls past Dallas. I know if when Ray listens to it, no way, never going to happen. But that's why it's a bold take and not a lukewarm take. I'm going to put it out there. Traylon past Dallas to the Tennessee Titans. I like that one. I like that one. I'm going to give you my third hot take, Mike. You ready for this one? Go for it, buddy. Since the return in 1999, the worst team in the NFL and only having two playoff appearances 
is the Cleveland Browns. And a team that bad is not going to take a player in the first round. It's not actually a hot take. But we got a quarterback. We got a quarterback. I don't care if we don't have a first-round pick. We got a quarterback, man. No first-round pick for the worst team since 1999, since the Browns are back, baby. Can you can you actually win something before you get too excited over there, man? Listen, you give us a, uh, what I believe is a quarterback. No, I can be excited. We have not had such thing. Have you seen the T-shirts that have – Multiple pages of people as our quarterbacks. Mm. I just want a quarterback. You got one. Finally, finally. Hopefully, it doesn't turn into a. So, th- so this year, so this year, I will happily watch as the Browns do not have a first-round draft pick. Speaking of your Cleveland Browns, this lead me into our next part here. I wanted to talk about NFL draft day traditions. Now, my biggest NFL draft day tradition that stands out is watching the movie Draft Day about your Cleveland Browns and the legendary GM, Sonny, right? Sonny Weaver Jr. Sonny. (laughs) And the fleece, the heist he pulled off in that draft. Every draft, every draft that comes, I watch draft day at least one time leading up to the actual draft. And I guarantee tomorrow, while I'm sitting here Wednesday, the day before the draft, and I'm getting some minor work done, draft day will probably be on all day. Every time I get to the end, We'll just hit refresh. We'll go back and we'll watch it all the way from the beginning again. Because every time it gets to that part where he wants David goddamn Putney, or he says the line, we live in a different world than we did 15 seconds ago. It gets me every time. Adam, for you, draft day, Cleveland fan, that's got to be on your list of one of your traditions, right? Of course. I mean, draft day, you know, the movie being based here in Cleveland, love that movie. I mean, it's Dynasty Genesis, if you're sitting here listening to Mike and I, I mean, it's, a, it's a little corny. I'm not going to fight you on that, but it's a it's a fun movie to watch and kind of pretend as a dynasty degenerate, right? This is us forming our team as a GM and crazy trades and fleeces. That's what it's all about. Now, my <laughs> my some of our you know traditions, I mean, for the Browns fan, it's always, okay, we got pick 10. We got pick one. We got pick four. Like, betting with your friends. Who we're going to take? Well... This year it's going to be different. There's no the, the the betting with your friends and who the Browns are going to take that whole first round pick is kind of gone, and I'm okay with it. But I will be watching draft day before, and I'm hoping to make a new draft day tradition and kicking it with the dynasty people, Destination Devi, and being live streaming the draft. I'm hoping that's going to be the new tradition for this Cleveland Browns fan. Oh, man, I'm fully for that. Hanging out with everybody. Gene, Ike, Brandon, JB, Ray, Jay Rich, you, me. That should be the new tradition is is live streaming the draft and being with the guys. Yes. I mean, we're going to get that experience when we go to the expo and we're all hanging out together. Yep. But, hey, let's do yeah. it virtually on the draft. Hey, one of these days. Mike, they- remember, remember, real quick, remember, the best traditions had a first time. Yeah, the best you traditions. Know, the best traditions, they started somewhere. Let's start well, a new did. tradition, baby. Well, Ray did say on the Wake Up Show, he, he loves that he's building this community and everything's coming together. And he feels like he kind of knows people and they're the same. And he wants people to swing by his house. He'll cook a brisket for us. So maybe this year it's virtual, but maybe next year, instead of people going to the draft, we're going to Ray's house. Ray, where's that brisket? Get there, Ray. Hey, yeah, yeah. He has enough space over there, so he could definitely hold us all. 
Oh I've yeah, been at, I've been nice. Times. I yeah. may be unannounced knocking at the front door. <laughs> yeah. Open up, it's Adam looking for the brisket. <laughs> What's up, meat? Gene, what about you, buddy? What are your draft day traditions? If you have, man, I don't even open to start. I don't have any actual. I just kind of, you know, just relax throughout the day. Try to get through work early. Sit on the couch and just watch some of these GMs fuck up in in real time. So, uh, but like like Adam said earlier, hopefully you know we can make this a tradition of you know all of us getting on the live stream, shooting our shit for the people and seeing how we interact with each other and uh you know enjoying the draft together. So, I love that. I think that is a a draft day. You mentioned there watching these GMs fuck up. That is a draft day <laughs> tradition so far, that we man. all share <laughs> every year, right? Every year. I think back to the uh, the Christian Ponder draft. Oh my <laughs> or, gosh! <laughs> Jake Locker, some of these, some of these studs that go Bishop, the Bishop, Bishop Sankey. Sankey. <laughs> yes. I mean, that, that, that's such a good point, right? Where what what? All right, let's think about this for a second. What do we do? We 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 tune into people we think know. We tune into the experts. We get on mock drafts. There's at this point, there's a buzz about what certain players are going to go in what certain ranges, right? You, you've seen who's visited who, and you have all these ideas, and it's like this is the group think that everybody's kind of come together with. And then it may not be till pick two that it's all fucked up. The whole <laughs> thing goes awry, <laughs> and everything you thought you knew for a month is over, and it's written in stone totally different. Yep. That is one of the yep. best parts of the draft. That is a very yep. good point. I love you that. Me- you remember, it, you can just count on like certain teams being the first ones to fuck up too. The Vikings, <laughs> the Bears trading up for Mitch Trubisky, John Snyder and the Seahawks, I, and Pete Carroll getting too fancy and always taking like the random Bruce yeah, Irvin. The reaches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the every, the every year reach. Yeah. The every year reach, man. I, I love and it. Hit- I love it when it's like uh, they, they do the draft, right? And then. What was the Raiders corner they took from Ohio State's name? Uh, Are you talking about uh, Arnett? Yeah, and he ended up getting – this is before the gun situation, right? Yeah. They, like, didn't – they were so ill-prepared for him to be a day one pick. They, like, were struggling talking about him during, like, watching the draft. They're like, okay, uh, the the, the Raiders, they took – yeah, they they, okay, Arnett, yeah. They're, like, trying to figure out what they're going to do. It's not scripted, right? These aren't the guys that are supposed to be drafted. It's hilarious. Like the only ones who are on are the guys in the production truck who already have it like queued up. They can just search his highlights and put yeah. up the screen. Yeah. Boom, yeah. it's up there. But the right. guys who are actually paid to talk about him are like, huh? Who, what? <laughs> <laughs> they did what? <laughs> yeah, it's so good, man. I, I love this. Like... And then when they're struggling, they're telling you, oh, yeah, I, didn't, I had a day three draft grade on this guy. He's in the first round. Like, well, yeah. yes. I said one of the other traditions I'll add on there too is I always like to go to YouTube. There's a video out there, a compila- compilation of like Mel Kuyper's biggest misses, and he's been doing it for so long, it's it's massive, right? I'm not going to discredit for him, but some of the sound bites are some of the greatest, like the the uh, the Indianapolis Colts one, like who the hell is Mel Kuyper? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, saw that, I saw that the other day. That dude was so hot, the GM for the Colts. He's like, oh yeah, he was hunger- hanging around our facility and. <laughs> And we wouldn't let him in. So now every time he talks about us, he's always mad because we just didn't let him in. <laughs> <laughs> or you have those those draft classic moments like the Vikings letting the clock run out, getting passed. Oh, my goodness. And you have the, the Ravens doing it 
a year or two later, same thing where people are just jumping in front of them. So the draft is one of my favorite times. There's actually from a dynasty fantasy perspective, there's, there's no points getting scored. <laughs> there's no point. Even from a fandom sake, all, all we're doing is projecting like, Oh, this was a good pick or this was a bad pick or, Oh yeah, I can get behind JJ Arcega Whiteside. Yeah, we don't need DK Metcalf. It's fine. It'll be okay. So it's draft after draft day tradition watching fuck-ups of the GMs or being ignorant as a fan base and me as an Eagles fan talking myself into the shitty picks Howie Roseman makes every year. I'm on to you now, Howie. If you're listening, I'm on to you. I know you're gonna fuck this up somehow. <laughs> How mad would you be if you if y'all draft a linebacker with one of those first two first round picks? I wouldn't even be mad. I'd be shocked because it's never gonna happen. <laughs> it's, it's never gonna happen, Gene. Let's let's be honest. Howie has an aversion to linebacker. He'd rather sign him out of the CFL than take That's him true. in the draft at a reasonable spot. Like, hey, round two, Devin Lloyd's on the board. He shouldn't be. We should take him. Nah. Nah, I'll go get this guy from the <laughs> CFL. Or I've been scouting the USFL a lot lately. That's all now. <laughs> He'll find somebody in there that he likes, and we're just going to roll him out. Piggybacking off of that, is there a scenario? Is there a player? Is there something that could happen that's going to make the McNutted blood boil for the oh, Philadelphia Eagles? For the Eagles specifically, I think for me it would be passing on Tyler Linderbaum. It, it, it really would be with their second first round pick. It's just such a good fit for us because if that happens and then he falls into Dallas and Dallas takes him, I, I'm an Iowa fan. I want Iowa players to do good. And, and Gene, you know this. I loved Anthony Hitchens. When he went to Dallas, I was just devastated. <laughs> I love Brandon Smith as just like a dart wide receiver. And then he gets signed to Dallas as an undrafted free agent. I'm like, damn it. (laughs) Why? I'm good for you getting to live out your dream and getting on a roster somewhere. But why Dallas? Why you got to do this to me? (laughs) I can't hate you and like you at the same thing. So it's just a conundrum. But Tyler Linderbaum would be that one this year just because it's a perfect spot. Perfect fit for the Eagles. And it would help Dallas out tremendously. And then you got the Iowa connection. I, I we're on stream and that happens. I'm going to need to reload on whatever drink I'm having. <laughs> I might just chug it. <laughs> I'm going to go take a walk. I'll be back in like five, 10, 15 minutes. I need to clear the air. So yeah. Gene, for you as a Cowboys fan, is there anything that would happen for you with the Dallas Cowboys in the draft that would make you lose it? Ooh, I don't, I really don't think so. I'm not, I feel like there's I don't think there's a way for them to fuck this up because I think we have glaring holes that there's no way they're going to ignore them. I would be a little bothered if we spent our first round pick on on Burks. I wouldn't be mad, but I would be a little bothered because I'm like, well, our O-line is very old. Why are we not, you know, using this on O-line or if there's a pass rusher that so happens to fall all the way down to our laps? Why are we passing on this when we need a pass rusher? So, yeah, um, for the most part, I don't really, you know, you know, you're wondering why did they take these players at this in our first round pick, but they've been panning out for the most part, kind of. I mean, I can't really get too mad about it. I know I was mad last year when we didn't get Patrick Sertain and then so happened that, you know, 
we saw what Michael Parsons did this year. So couldn't be that mad, even though you don't generally spend that time's draft capital on a on a linebacker. You don't on an outside linebacker. You don't you you don't use them at your eleventh pick, but it worked out. So as we, as we saw early in the year, he he may be more than just an outside linebacker, right? Yeah, the guy may yeah. just be a absolute special defensive player. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I get it. I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I understand that would feel like a luxury pick for a team that has some holes to fill to best contend next year, which they're obviously trying still to do. So that'd be interesting to see. I, I'm I'm interested to see what the Cowboys do. Jerry, Jerry is always surprising in his ways. So I'm I'm very curious on that one. Yep. I will say this though, from afar, even though we're division rivals, I've always been impressed at the value and the way Jerry and the gang manipulate and draft and they do it very very well now putting it all together on the field different story <laughs> and, and as as your as your buddy ike the the second half of off the line has has eloquently advocated on twitter while free agency was going y'all do nothing in free agency yeah, every we don't year. do shit man <laughs> we don't do shit we just sit on our asses and just you know we we always Always get linked to all these players, but I'm like in our in our group, we're just like, no, there's no fucking way, bro. We're not we're not really linked to these players because we don't spend the money. So how are we linked? Why are we linked to every big name? It's it's not true. Jerry's <laughs> too busy writing big checks to Zeke and Dak and the guys you already have <laughs> rostered. He can't he can't go to free agency. Come exactly. on, he's go crazy in free agency. Exactly. And they yeah. always talk about and they always talk about the cap. Yeah. Why are we talking about something that's imaginary at this point? We've seen <laughs> we've seen we've seen the New New Orleans just do like the the impossible with their minus you know under the you know over the cap by 80 million. They somehow get under the cap, but not only under the cap, but they're able to you know sign players on top of that. So Adam, for you, we don't want to leave you out of this, right? Without your first round pick. But day two, Friday, <laughs> anything the Cleveland Browns could do on day two. To get you off this high of the Deshaun Watson trade that you're riding, probably not. I, I take a quarterback, do like do something really dumb, do something really really dumb. Which, <laughs> as a Browns fan, I'm I'm accustomed to on draft day and one of the draft days, the Browns doing something really really dumb. Sometimes you think it's good, like Johnny Menzel, and then you find out it's really really dumb. But they always do something really dumb. So, but in round two, no, I think I would like to see them. I kind of want to see them go ahead and fill out that number two receiver with Watson. There, there's a lot of rumblings over here that they may not be running quite as much 12 personnel now that they have Watson there. So they may need more depth at receiver. And as much as I love Amari Cooper, he's getting older. And what if he's, you know, got some issues with injuries and age and stuff. So I would like to see them take a receiver. I don't think there's too many things they could do though. That would make me upset other than like burn it on a backup quarterback for, I just I hope they don't do something dumb like that. Outside of that, though, I'll be all right. Why are you being disrespectful to Anthony Schwartz? I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I actually think you know what? <laughs> Damn, can't you can't do that to be seen? <laughs> I can't try to sit here and talk him up with a straight face. So, thanks to the generous, <laughs> let me just let me just go ahead and say they need to take a day two receiver. <laughs> I, I love Gene comes in here, just drives the knife right in, and then twists it. <laughs> You, you know what? You know. All right. You know what? Since, since we're here on Anthony Schwartz, let's let's be real. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but Anthony Schwartz running the wrong route 
may have cost Baker Reagan his entire career and the whole letter and all the places he's at now because Baker goes to tackle that guy, busts his shoulder up, and the Browns uh, season went to the tube off of that guy running one bad route. Very valid. Very valid. That's all I have to do. That's a very, me. very Cleveland thing, the mistake on the lake tradition of one thing that we think we can point to that ruins everything, but it was destined to happen regardless. Just think about the long term, though, Adam. Everything happens for a reason, right? If that doesn't happen, you don't have Deshaun Watson now. You're not as happy. This time, we we feel like it worked out, so we'll take it. We will absolutely take it. Gene, let me ask you, as a lifelong Cowboys fan, has there been any first-round pick that the Cowboys have made, recent or past, where you knew it was a bad choice at the time and you were proven right? Like you, you were adamantly against it. You couldn't even talk yourself into it being a good choice where you went like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see it because I, I know I have to do these mental gymnastics with the Eagles sometimes, but I do have a couple that stand out to me where it was like, what the hell were we doing? Man, um, I'm notably in our – so there's a local Dallas Cowboy group with a bunch of dudes that we went to college with or just doing around the way after coming back to uh, – moving back to Dallas – and when we picked Vander Esch with our first round, I think 2017, 17 or 18, I mean, everybody was pissed. I was like, who the fuck is this? Like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> this dude already has a neck injury. What are we doing? And then we double back with, with Jalen. So I'm like, what are we like? What are we doing, guys? Like, why are we getting in? Why are we bringing in injured players? I understand he was productive, but. This dude has a neck a neck brace like he's like we still in the eighties like his he has a whole neck roll like what's going on even though he was good he was good for two years but I that was the most notable like I was fucking pissed when we drafted him understandable man I was the same way I don't know if y'all remember the Eagles took Danny Watkins a 26, 27 year old guard played at Baylor. <laughs> But he was 26, 26 on draft day. And it was a good feel-good story. ESPN ran the whole thing about him being a fireman and doing all this <laughs> and Baylor. But it was like 16th, 17th pick. I, I I believe it was in the teens. You guys can fact check me on it later. But it was it was a first round pick on a 26-year-old guard. And I think he may have only started four games for us for his entire career before he was just out of the NFL. I was absolutely devastated. This One of the reasons that Andy Reid got fired from Philadelphia was because he had almost exclusive control at the time. And that was a, I'm going to listen to the offensive line coach, Howard Mudd, who's a legend, great offensive line coach. But when your offensive line coach tells you to gar- grab a 26-year-old guard in the first round of the NFL draft, you tell them to fuck off. <laughs> you tell you tell them to fuck off. You just you stick to coaching who I get you. <laughs> but that was devastating for me. Adam, I know you're a Cleveland I, I, fan. The list I got is you. long. I got you. I got you. I've got this one I have. I, I promise you, you don't even have to give me the introduction. Let me tell you about what we believed was going to be our most fun, best draft day and what turned out to be atrocious so the 2014 nfl draft i'm out a bunch of my friends were downtown hanging out browns had at the time you may or may not remember an early pick we all know that but they had what was the fourth pick the buffalo bills came up two four to grab sammy Watkins. 
Browns traded back to pick eight. I'm sorry, they, they actually traded back to pick nine. Then they decided to trade up one pick to select Justin Gilbert, quarterback, cornerback out of Oklahoma State. People are like, okay, it wasn't something we were expecting. They moved up to get him, but it didn't cost them a whole lot because you already moved back. Cool. Then you're out. I'll never forget I'm out with one of my guys from work who wasn't really – he's not really much of a drinker. He's like, you know, if they take Johnny Menzel, I'll stay out all night with you guys. He was kind of just saying that, like playing around. Like, you know, if this happens, I'll stay out because I'm, I'm going home. Right before he's getting ready to leave, the Cleveland Browns have traded up. They go and select – Johnny Menzel, the whole place, I'm telling you, the city was going crazy. And they had just passed, like, gambling in Ohio, right? So they'd opened up a casino downtown. So we go downtown to the casino. Everybody in there, the whole place is doing the money Menzel fingers. Everyone's going crazy. Like, we got our guy. As it turned out, the Cleveland Browns had utilized two picks, two first-round picks on players that weren't even going to be NFL players. They didn't even make their rookie contracts as full NFL players. They both were complete busts before you even could find out what they were on the football field. That's how bad it was. I'm not going to hate on you too much because I really wanted the Eagles to take Johnny Mets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I've had some doozies over my time as an Eagles fan. Uh, specifically, there was a Facebook memory from a couple days ago, uh, maybe Sunday that popped up where I had typed on Facebook confidently. Now's the time for the Eagles to trade back in the first round, take Geno Smith. <laughs> I, I wow. literally had that thought. And oh, typed wow. It out. <laughs> Looking at it, I went, man, what the hell was I doing? What I, the hell was I thinking? I almost forgot a key point. Dynasty Degenerates. I, you may not really care to hear this, but I'm telling you anyway. So we were out all night. The next day we're, you know, hanging, like barely went to work, hung over, go to get something to eat. About dinner time. It wasn't even 24 hours later that the bad news that Cleveland had started where Josh Gordon got in trouble oh. again, which would continue for again and again and again. And before Johnny Menzel was even a 24-hour Brown, his top his top wide receiver had gotten in trouble off the field again. Oh, man. I think it's going to be dope. Uh, for those of you listening out there, make sure that you're tapped in Thursday. And Friday, for sure, I can confidently tell you that Destination Debbie, Ray, Jay Rich, and the gang, us, will be having a live stream. So you'll get all these conversations in real time about the draft. Who fucked up? Who are we making fun of for their horrible selection? (laughs) Who took Christian Ponder way too early? It's all going to happen. It's all going to go down live. I can't stress to you enough to tap in. Make sure you're checked out to Ray GQ's YouTube channel. That's where you can find it. And if you're following all of us on Twitter, that's probably all we're going to be posting about. I'm sure there'll be tons of links out there. But just your reminder, this stuff happens. These conversations that we're having here, I know they're not dynasty related. They're not a lot of strategy related. We're having a good time with it, a lot of fun. But these kind of conversations are happening every single day in the Discord. The Heisman tier, the voice chats, the live streams that Ray's doing, the stages events. You can get all of that. Patreon.com forward slash all gas. Make sure that you're tapped in. Come on over. Hang out with us. Talk with us in the Discord. And we can hear all these bad stories about 
Adam and his depression with being a Browns fan. Gene, <laughs> not liking drafting two linebackers with your first two picks, and one of them's got a neck roll already. <laughs> and the Eagles, <laughs> the damn Eagles, talking themselves into a 26-year-old offensive guard in the first round, because why not? Let's do it. Hey, do you guys remember when the Panthers took 28-year-old Chris Winkie in the first round? Oh, oh. my gosh, yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike. Brandon Whedon. Why are you doing this to me? Because I have to come over the top again. I have another one. Believe it or not, it's almost every time I can give you one. When I never forget, (laughs) we were out watching that draft. My buddy's wearing the Colt McCoy jersey. Like, Colt McCoy's the guy, right? I mean, silly now, but Colt McCoy's the guy. And they took Brandon Whedon after they took Trent Richardson. (laughs) (laughs) They traded up to get Trent Richardson at three, and then they found a way to make it worse by drafting a basically (laughs) 30-year-old quarterback. Listen. You don't realize this. As a Browns fan, the best thing for our franchise, based on the entire history of its existence, is not having a first-round pick because they fuck them all up. Gene, one piece of strategy we'll actually get. We'll get into a little bit of strategy talk here before we bounce out. But for you, with all your dynasty leagues that you're playing in and how you're doing it, the NFL draft is this week. We've talked at nauseum about rookies and who can do what and what ceilings are and floors and how we rank them. But for you, when you're drafting your dynasty leagues, I know this has been a point of contention for me and Adam, but for you personally, just talk to the people about what your value is. Like when, when you draft a rookie or you acquire a rookie and you add them to your team, do you assume immediate production or are you one of those guys who who does it does it in a way where you're like, I'm drafting a rookie, but I'm not going to count on them to help me achieve whatever goals like I've set for this team or whatever direction that I'm going with this squad. Like if you're going to be a competitor, you draft a rookie at pick six, like say it's Drake London. Are you, are you counting on Drake London to be a producer for your team? Or are you like, I'm just adding him as a piece and we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm more on the, the side of uh, Adam and, and wait and see kind of like, if he gives me like 800 yards and you should be good with that. Like, I think we have a, misconception about you know chase and and jefferson giving you what top top five production right off the bat generally speaking wide receivers just don't do that like for instance like we can go to like Devontae, he had almost a thousand yard season and he was what wide receiver 26 28 somewhere around there like yeah that's a good year for i mean if that's your like third fourth fifth wide receiver that's i mean that's that's good that's good work right there so I think for me, generally, I you draft them and, you know, hopefully I get some out of it. If I don't, it's not the end of the world. Um, it, and it also depends on your build of your team. So, like, for instance, I know one one of my dynasty teams, I have, I have like, three first-round picks, two second rounds, three third rounds, two fourth rounds. So, I'm like, I want to I, – I, I'm hoping that I get some – at least one or two impact players, but I'm really hoping that – that somebody comes and comes to my inbox and I can start like kind of tearing down or get ready for next year. Cause these are one, of, this is one of the teams where it's still kind of young. So um, that's what I'm really praying for. But generally speaking, I'm more one of those people that I either wait and see, or I'm just like, fuck them picks. So I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to, you know, come to the other side where, where you start, you, you do the productive struggle. So. This man, this man is speaking 4D right now. I love this. <laughs> yeah. I love the way he's discussing this. This is good shit. 
Listen, he he's doing it the way that I think you at home, you the listener, should be doing it. And Adam and I, we 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 can fully admit we get caught in a trap in previous years, and I'm not gonna let it happen to me this year, where I think that when I draft these guys on these teams, these are gonna come in, they're gonna be immediate producers. Not not necessarily Jefferson or Chase, right? But I'm thinking like, oh, if I draft Garrett Wilson, he's gonna get me 80 catches, a thousand yards, and like five, six touchdowns. It's gonna happen. He's gonna be like a wide receiver. 25, 24. He's he's gonna be in that range. He's gonna step into my wide receiver three spot. And a lot of times that don't happen, right? Yeah. He might just have it hit an okay year, like a promising year where he's building slowly. I think the only position that you really can kind of just plug in production once we know draft capital and landing spot is maybe running back. Running backs are the easiest ones that start to produce from day one because of situation and their the career arc is so short. Like if, if you spend a, like Adam said, if you spend a first round draft pick on a running back, that guy's going to get run. He's for, for that organization. They're going to give him the damn ball. If you spend a, an early day two pick on a running back, you're going to get the damn ball. I, you can talk all the, the Marlon Mack, you know, JT doesn't become JT if Marlon Mack doesn't tear his Achilles. I saw that bullshit going around Twitter the last couple of days. It was JT's job the minute they drafted him. Right. It was just a Marlon Mack was there to like, all right, you're going to take the initial punishment while JT gets up to speed. But once he gets up to speed, you're out, buddy. It's over for you. You're done. But with the wide receiver position, even at quarterback, I know how many teams I drafted last year where I thought I'm just going to plug Mac Jones and Zach Wilson in here. My super flex spot is great. Like I'll be ready to compete for a title. That ain't the case. <laughs> that ain't the case. Not everybody's Justin Herbert. And like Gene said, not everybody at the wide receiver position is going to step in and be Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase right off the bat. That's unrealistic. You hope and pray they can be Devontae Smith. You hope and pray they have a year like Devontae Smith. But they may actually be more like Elijah Moore, where you, you've seen some flashes, and that's what you need to keep building value. But they're not going to step in and be immediate producers for you plug and play hey this guy i'm starting from day one yeah it, that's a really good point i think dynasty degenerates before we get out of here let me go through and remind everybody how important dynasty timing is and how much the cycle can affect how we view things right we talked about this on the shit show before we were doing 40 chess and how there's such a long time where football is not being played and a lot of that until about August is really talking about the rookies and the way the cycle works. We're going to talk about these rookies and we're excited. It's draft day, right? We're talking about all the rookies. We're going to over talk them. And it's going to be to the point. You have to be mindful that these guys are not all going to be out the box producers, even like in Elijah Moore's case. It took him a while to get going. And then there was a little injury. He's still highly valued in dynasty, but if you were viewing him as a wide receiver two or three on your team, you could have had a lot of issues for a team you're building as a contender. And I'm actually in some startups. Mike and I are always in startups. I, I think it's really Mike's fault. I, I'm happy to do them. I enjoy them. But Mike's basically like every single week, I'm getting you in a startup. I don't care what's going on. We're doing startups till we die. And I'm in some of these startups where I'm trying to go in reverse. And it's like all these teams that are trying to contend they want to buy rookies that haven't even been drafted yet. Like, that's fine. But understand as a contender, before 
X wide receiver is even drafted. And even if they're drafted in a good spot, they're not guaranteed to give your team as a contender shit. So stop. Like this is a good opportunity to realize that this is going to be the narrative and the push and to make sure if there are big valleys on certain older players, because they're not being discussed buy some of those. And if there is way too much hype on a rookie and you're in a contending mode, sell them because right now, there is going to be, there has been, and there's going to continue to be a push on youth players that are all not going to perform as studs in your lineup when it comes to fantasy football season in the fall. I love it, man. Gene, last part here, and we'll get out of here. I just want to give you the floor, man. Plug anything that you want, your podcast, your social media, your boy Ike being late all the time, just like Adam, <laughs> having to put up with it, whatever. This is this is your time. Plug. Let the people know where they can find you, where they can tap in, where they can get all this information. Because you're you're a blast, man. It, it, since we met you, since we've come over here to Destination Devi, we were always part of the Heisman for the last year, right? Going back to January. That's how Adam and I met. That's how this podcast forum, how we formed our own Patreon, how we got everything going was through Ray. And then Ray is just the gift that keeps on giving. Because once we start doing podcasts. You guys also already had a podcast on Ray's Network. And that's how you, me, Adam, Ike, how we all came together and met. And it's been a blast ever since we have. Right? I know we had our disagreements in Bomb Squad there early about (laughs) trade value. And you you tried to get like six firsts out of me for DeAndre Hopkins being dead. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Hey, but you you can't forget how you can't. But you cannot forget how it started, though. I did because I'm. I knew you you were thinking I was some kind of fish and you were just like sending me these random ass trusts like what the fuck is this guy doing? Why is he sending me this? And then who, I who see is somebody this McNutted said, guy. Yeah, I was like, I, I remember I text Ray, I was like, man, who's McNutty? He's like, man, he's the worst, man. Don't don't do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he said, whatever he sends you, just de- just decline it. <laughs> oh, oh now it makes so much damn sense. Oh, oh that's so, that is that is that is oh, not we have came, we have came so far, you know. Um now I understand how you how you operate. I've seen it so much in the short time we've been around each other. I've seen how you operate, so I know how to maneuver. Uh, but I, I mean, in terms of plug, I mean, I, I mean, I'm on, I'm on y'all's, on y'all's time. Man. I don't really have too much to plug outside. You know, you can follow me at Fantasy Jeans. That's G E N E S on Twitter. You can follow our, our actual official Twitter handle, Off the Line FF. Uh, you know, I'm one, one half. The other half is Ike. Hopefully, y'all enjoy the show. Um, I mean, I don't really have too much else to plug. I, I, I mean, I, I enjoy y'all's y'all's podcast because i mean every week I've, i'm listening and, and learning some news has actually helped me in terms of understanding like value of of these players because that's something i've struggled with and then when i started listening to y'all you know you have the, the value try it's, it's helped me in, in terms of frame like when i approach startups or approach people how i how i can approach trades and it's and it's worked out fairly better than it has in the past because now i have a, some kind of general and i can at least go off of and now, if I see somebody declining, they give me some bullshit reason. I'm just like, well, at least I know what I'm standing on is is fair. And you're just you're using keep trade cut or whatever nonsense they're using for for your calculator to come up with your with your your trade idea. So, but I do need to use that in reverse to try to you know try to finesse people. I need to I need to put that in my my repertoire. But again, I appreciate y'all letting me come on. I've learned a lot from y'all. 
you know, we're just we're helping each other. You know, iron sharpens iron when it comes to dynasty. So, uh, and then y'all have a good. I mean, y'all have a good community also. So I know it's small and it's growing, but y'all get y'all give a lot of good information. So I mean, just don't don't sell yourself short on on that. Y'all y'all are definitely good minds to to, to you know bounce dynasty ideas ideas from. And then, I mean, you've seen when we've been in race discord, just, you know, how, how we talk through dynasty is just, I mean, y'all, y'all give great input, great ideas. So it's just, it's just a community of growth, no matter what Patreon you're on, you're growing. So I appreciate y'all. Well, we appreciate everything that you and Ike are doing over there. I appreciate you guys as human beings. You guys are, are some, some of the greatest people that I've ever gotten the opportunity to meet <laughs> and, and grow this. We've never met in person yet. That will change at for the now. expo. For now. That will change. It will at change. The expo for now. Yeah. But we appreciate you being on. This was a great time. Uh, <laughs> make sure you guys check him out. Check him and Ike out off the line fantasy football podcast. The the graphic got me from the day that I seen it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, this is good. Nice graphic. <laughs> Suck me in. But I am low key jealous the fact that you guys are out there killing it on your prop bets. And I don't even get that option. <laughs> I don't get that option in the shitty ass state of Iowa. Get your shit together. <laughs> like, like I want these guys will make you money. That, that they will literally make you money. And I don't get that option. I just get to listen along and go, man, must be nice. Must be nice. Yes. I'd like to be afforded a steak dinner every now and then because of because of I can cheat, but not a chance. But we appreciate you having you on, man. It's been it's been a blast. We got to do this again. And we got to do an episode where we get the fatal four way, right? We get the oh. we get, we get oh, yeah, the tag yeah. team. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely gonna be coming. Don't worry. <laughs> well, we got we got Degeneration X. We got the Road Dog and the Badass over here. So we'll have to come up with a good name, wrestling thing for you and I. Right, you guys pick who your tag team partners are. Right, we'll get the four. Yeah, <laughs> I'll definitely lean on Ike because he's a big time. He's a big time wrestling fan. He was at WrestleMania when it was in Dallas. So for oh, both yeah. days. Yeah, Man, he went for both days too. He yeah, he hard. went both okay. days. Okay, yeah. All right. I like yeah. that even more right now. <laughs> yeah, he's he's big time. So oh, we can. He'll de- I'm definitely. I can come up to him. And he'll come up with something really quick. So good deal. And, and, and speaking of not selling themselves short, please make sure you go follow at Fantasy Genes. It's a great follow. And I'm telling you guys, if you haven't listened to it, off the line podcast. It's a really good podcast. I enjoy listening to their podcast. I do every single week, and I really enjoy what you guys have. I wouldn't have known until we started doing our podcast. But, man, once I got hip to you guys, I was like, man, this is really good. Like, And then all of a sudden, I started listening to it every week. It's like, I really like what they got going on. So if you are listening to this and you have not checked out Off the Line, I really strongly encourage you to go do that. It's a really good podcast. And as always, man, it's been a pleasure having you here. We, we enjoy it, and uh, I'm glad that if we have any input on helping you in your Dynasty Leagues, except for the ones that we're in, uh, because <laughs> those, those are the ones where, you know, we're, we're still trying to get our finesse and our 40 chess game <laughs> yeah. on. You know what I'm saying? But, damn, still out here, all of a sudden it's like I'm getting inbox from Gene. Like, this is the trade. I Man, I just talked about this. Damn, he's trying to finesse <laughs> the hell out of me. I like it, though, man. It's always a good time. So I'm glad to be in leagues with you, and it's been really cool getting to hang out and Excited for the draft and excited for this coming up year, the expo, all of that. So yeah, really stuff. looking forward to it, man. And, and if you have not, please go check us out on patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. Really fun over there, growing community. We got some good stuff going on over there. Yeah, Gene got a t-shirt. 
How you like? She ain't got a t-shirt. I did, I did get a t-shirt. I do got a t-shirt. It's kind of big, but we're, we're gonna make it work. Listen, next time I'll be more forward thinking when I'll watch something <laughs> other than extra large 2X and 3X, right? I was just planning for fat kids like myself. <laughs> I, I forgot that there's people out there who aren't sloppy like me and actually keep themselves <laughs> in good shape. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Not just sitting here thinking about how to fuck Gene over in a trade all the time. <laughs> like if I put that much effort into working out, oh boy. Oh, I'd be an Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> but alas, here we are. Adam, hit him with and, that and, outro. And, and if you are not tuning in to us, don't don't be sad about it. You know, we'll be here every single week bringing you the best content we can. And just remember, when your league mates are playing chess, play 40 chess. That's going to do it for us. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Peace.